0: Heresy.
1: Harrison.
0: Harrison
1: Do they still burn men for heresy? Then burn me, monsieur. Light
0: the fire. Do you think your little candle will outshine the flame of truth? Do you think these bars and curtains are my whole life? <laughs> they
1: are only a trap. To catch the perries of fools.
0: My life is consecrated to great experiment. I tell you I will prove your kinship with the ape. Hello and welcome to the GoldenAgeHorror.com podcast. I'm Matt, one of your hosts, if you've never listened to our show before. The premise is that I watch a horror movie with my friend Andrew, who is not a horror movie fan, and we talk about it. Uh, Tonight we watched Murders in the Room Morgue, the 1932 killer 8 movie starring Bela Lugosi. Alright, so we're going to talk about Murders in the Room Morgue, which is a... a 1932 horror movie starring Bela Lugosi, directed by Robert Flory. It's a universal horror picture. It's pre-code. It's based on the Edgar Allan Poe's short story, The Murders in the Rue Morgue.
1: Suggested by.
0: Yeah, suggested by. It's, it's pretty different from the, the Edgar Allan Poe story. I haven't read it, but I feel like it definitely was. Yeah. One of the main differences is the character, uh, Dupin. Dupin. Yeah, Dupin. Pierre Dup- Dupin. It's basically nothing like uh, the Edgar Allan Poe, uh, C. Auguste Dupin, Dupin. He's not
1: a very great detective.
0: No, he he doesn't really do any detecting, I don't think. I guess he kind of does a little bit when he figures out the gorilla mystery.
1: Oh, when he sees the gorilla? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
0: the the Edgar Allan Poe story, I believe Dupin is an an old man and uh, not uh, entangled in like a weird love triangle with a girl and an ape. Is there an ape in the original story? Yeah, well, it's an orangutan. Okay. Yeah. the The premise, the the original story is an orangutan that murders, has murdered women with a razor blade, and he sh- right. and he shoves the woman up the up the, the chimney like they do in the story, like they do in the movie. Okay. Um, but I believe that uh, like Dupin basically walks in and like solves it, a la Sherlock Holmes, you know. Yeah. Like he's like, oh, it can only be an orangutan with a razor blade.
1: <laughs> watch Galencia. <laughs> yeah.
0: And this, this movie does not really follow that uh, trajectory.
1: No, it follows the trajectory that a lot of these movies follow. Which is? Which is the, the protagonist, which is also the villain, typically, is an older, vaguely foreign man who becomes fascinated. Okay, so the other two characters are a couple. And the older man becomes fascinated with the woman and then at one point kidnaps her. <laughs> and then he dies and everything gets resolved.
0: So I see that you've having seen like uh three or four of these movies, you've already perfected the formula
1: that's what it seems like the formula is to me at least yeah I, I that that's
0: that's that's largely that's true in many of these movies, and there's variations but well this this act movie actually is a variation because um oh, it's a monkey yeah he's he's sublimating his desires or he's i don't know yeah sublimating his desires into the monkey,
1: the gorilla is like a proxy for. Yeah. His- but is a gorilla not a vaguely
0: foreign gentleman? <laughs> I suppose. I think I would I would be wary of comparing uh, gorillas to Hungarians. I think that's a... I didn't say Hungarian. You said vaguely foreign. Well, yeah, sure. But Bela Lugosi's Hungarian. That's what I was getting at. Yeah. Uh, I think I think um, to say something positive about this movie, Dr. Miracle, uh, played by Bela Lugosi, is pretty fun.
1: No, I think, in watching these two movies, I think Bela Lugosi and Boris Karloff have more of a screen presence than any of the other actors oh, in sure. the Oh, sure, yeah.
0: Well, especially... I mean, this movie is one where that is especially true because the rest of the cast could basically be replaced by potted plants, and there would be no real change in total acting ability.
1: The only problem is a potted plant can't shoot a gun very well. Sure. That aside, a gorilla could carry a potted plant up a building just as easily.
0: Yeah, I guess you don't you get the same uh, titillation when the, the potted plant is in jeopardy.
1: When the potter plant screams. Yeah. I really don't like that scream. That typical horror scream, it just drives me insane. <laughs> just the sound, like, tears through my entire body.
0: Yeah. Well. It doesn't, doesn't, uh, make you want to rush out and defend women from foreigners or
1: whatever? No, it's just, it's just, like, it's the right kind of high pitch that it's just, like, the most grating thing I can hear. It's also, like, 90% of their dialogue.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's, I think the only real, ex- there's only a couple exceptions to the, role, the rule that women are just decoration and a way to raise the stakes in these movies. I think when you, maybe there's, there's a couple movies where they have uh, more to do. But I mean, even in those situations, they're generally still the, like, the target of the affections of a swarthy foreigner of some kind. Yeah.
1: the it's like the lone exception being Dracula's product.
0: Yeah, well, in that situation, she was the worthy foreigner. And it was a it was a supple young psychiatrist being menaced. Male psychiatrist. Yes. I, I Yeah, I won't get it. I guess I won't start. This is like another notable counter example, but I'll just wait till you actually watch that so we have something to talk about when we, when we watch The Mummy. Okay. But, um, yeah. So this movie is not, there's not a lot to say about this movie. I, when I, I wrote a chapter on it in that, in the ebook and it was the shortest chapter. it was it's pretty straightforward, yeah, there's not much there's not much going on. I mean Lugosi. it looks weird I feel like the, at one point in one of these movies he pretty much says a line from Dracula. He probably does,
1: like a very standout identifiable line, but I forget what it was.
0: there's a uh, pretty uh you can tell this movie's pretty the enforcement of the the Hayes code because Bellsi like whips a prostitute to death. And it's a rather grim scene. He's wearing like a meat, like a butcher's apron. Yeah. Also, the, this movie it was like sixty-six minutes long, but it felt like it was like fifteen. Yeah, it's it's pretty much it's pretty uh pretty fast-paced, and there's a li- really light on things that happen. I suppose, like it's not all that happens. No, I feel like
1: it just kind of like breezes through it there's an ape, the ape needs a woman, but then that first woman's
0: not the right woman. Yeah. Because she wasn't the protagonist woman. Well, he, there's like this, there's like this subtext where, I don't know if they're like, I don't know, I don't I don't know if they actually were trying to make any kind of comment at all, but uh, Dr. Viracle is a proponent of the theory of evolution, but this movie is set in 1845. So there really wasn't a solid theory of evolution. I correct me if I'm wrong. I don't I don't know when the, some, no, they did the refer, speeches, whatever it was written, but, they did refer to evolution as like a strange concept. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I don't like I said I don't know if if it's if it was pre-Darwin or not, but the 1845 is pre-Darwin or not, but it's I guess uh yes. The, I don't know what they were saying anyway. I anyway, I don't know what the point they were making was anyway. Was that mm-hmm. uh, uh Darwinists are uh ape handling blood people or something? Um Or was it that he was ahead of his time and persecuted or were they just or it's just flavor? Yes, I just, just meat for the grind. Um, uh, for
1: "On the Origin of Species" was published in 1859.
0: Okay, so this movie's actually set pre "The Origin of the Species."
1: I don't know if the like the writers and director were aware of that fact.
0: Did they? Did they mention? They mentioned evolution.
1: Yeah, they mentioned the concept of evolution. Mm.
0: Yeah.
1: They're like one of them evolutionists, or he believes in evolution. The man from the monkey. Yeah.
0: That uh, uh, Lagosi gets uh, taunted by a. Car. For some reason, he is traveling with a circus to give lectures on the theory of evolution, and demonstrating a monkey. Just well, not demonstrating a monkey, displaying a monkey. That he talks to him. He talks to Trust me, he knows what he's saying.
1: <laughs> he just kind of speaks like this weird fake foreign language at the monkey for a while, and he's like, mm, yes.
0: I don't know if he just actually just speaking Hungarian, and then it works. There's a. Uh, Let's see. Look at the Wikipedia page here. The servant Janos is Noble Johnson. A what? He plays, he uh, plays like the black guy in several of these movies. I didn't know it was Noble Johnson. And there's a scene that's out of the, out of the. You, there's a what? You said there's a, and then you stopped. There's a scene from the Poe short story where uh, the Italian thinks it was German and the whatever. the German yeah. thinks it was Danish and the Danish thinks it was Italian. That was in the movie. Yeah, that was... The comic relief bit. Yeah. Like, everyone's racist. <laughs> I suppose. No, they all knew what he was saying. They just didn't understand. Apparently, this, uh, again, according to the Wikipedia page, this movie was uh, meant to compensate Lugosi and uh, the director Robert Florey after being dropped from Frankenstein. Lugosi was uh, originally supposed to play the Doctor Frankenstein, and Florey was supposed to direct it. Uh, and then they had told Lugosi he was going to play the monster instead of the doctor, and he turned the movie down. Oh, so like, here's, a, like, here's another one. Give, toss my little gimme. Yeah, like here, you can play a different monster man. I bl- Well, the, the story that I always hear, it doesn't say this in the article, but I probably read it somewhere else. The story I always hear is that the makeup of Frankenstein was like a long, like a seven or eight hour process, and it was painful, and Lugosi felt like he was a big enough star having just been in Dracula that he didn't really have to go through it. Uh, ridiculous makeup process like that so they got someone else to do it and then, you know someone else was Boris Karloff and so in, in a way it uh came back to Bela Lugosi cuz uh Karloff ended up being pretty much
1: pretty much like top billing yeah he pretty
0: much became the the, major, the the bigger star of the two of them in the monster movie scene i guess he did get top billing in the other two movies yeah and the, yeah the raven and the black guy, yeah. it was karloff and bela lugosi the uh ape special effects are not impressive
1: no, it's mostly like a man in a monkey suit, and then like close shop, like close ups of an ape's
0: face. Yeah. Yep. The old sleight of hand. <laughs> but they're they're like phoning it in pretty hard there. Like, I mean, well, they didn't have they didn't have CG back then. Yeah, I think I think still like. Uh, I mean, King Kong was like two minutes away at this point. King Kong's much better, like much better ape special effects than this. Um. Uh, at least did any did any of these actors ever escape like
1: the horror uh, genre? Uh,
0: as far as like Lugosi and Karloff, yeah, no, not really. Those two didn't. Anyway, I can't think of any non horror movies that Bell Lugosi and Boris Karloff were in. Either one of them. I mean, I actually watched. I recently I bought the uh there's like a Boris Karloff uh, Criterion Collection set, yeah. which is like weirder movies when he was in from the fifties. And uh, there's two of them, and neither of them are like right horror movies. Like one of them is about a a surgeon trying to just develop anesthesia, and uh, he falls it with like grave robbers and stuff, and it sort of takes a weird turn. But it's not really a horror movie. But the movie is called Corridors of Blood, and all the posters and stuff um, are like are it's marketed as a horror movie. Right. So he never like even when he wasn't really in horror movies, he was in horror movies. And Bell Lugosi, yeah, I mean, he, Bela Lugosi ended up being in Edward movies. So.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if he if he had anything before that, if he that was like post fall and he had like other roles, Lug- or if he was just always a swarthy foreigner. Well, yeah,
0: type typecast forever. Well, yeah, in Hollywood he was. I think he was. I think Lugosi was a a fairly successful German and Hungarian actor before uh, 1931. But then he went to Hollywood and he was pretty much. Well, he went to America. He played Dracula on Broadway, and then they recruited him for the movie. And at that point, I think that kind of locked him in. I and mean, then he just got stuck. Yeah, he he almost never even plays a hero. You know?
1: No, he pretty much
0: always plays like this kind of antagonist. Even if he's the well, no,
1: he plays a villain even though he's the protagonist often.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's, a lot of times he's the biggest star. You know, when he gets the most, most screen time, but. This is a movie I, I think I don't even really recommend to the person anymore. I don't even no. know. I, I think uh, it's one of the worst of Lagos's movies. And pretty forgettable.
1: Yeah, I've, that movie's like 66 six minutes long, and I forgot most of it. Yeah, there's
0: not much to say about it. Thanks for listening to the GoldenAgeHorror.com podcast. As always, you can visit our website www.goldenagehorror.com for show notes you can find us on Facebook you can review us on iTunes subscribe to our mailing lists and all that good stuff and don't forget to join us next week where we discuss the greatest of the Carloth and Lugosi pictures The Black Cat which is actually probably my favorite of the 1930s horror movies so see you next week